0: Hello and welcome to The Family Show. I'm your host, Eleanor Rossman, and joining me this week and every week are Brendan Randy Lee. Great to see you and be with you.
1: Happy Thanksgiving, just after Thanksgiving, or sort of and after happy Thanksgiving. Advent. Happy Advent. Still cleaning Advent up. The... Still cleaning up. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but we're going to talk about Advent again, and we're going to talk about the Advent wreath, and I did get it out. Yes. We have our wreath on the dining room table. Right Camels. in prominent Place. Right, yep. set, go, right?
1: Yep. yep. Like Brenda said, we, we have our wreath out as well. Um, and last night I was staring at it slowly, I guess, but I was like staring at it. And, and you know, this is a shocker, but each <laughs> week has a different candle um, and each candle has a different gift, right? Attributed, associated with it. Like first week, hope. Second week is the Bethlehem candle, faith. Third week, shepherd's candle, joy. Fourth week, angel candle, Peace. Some Advent wreaths now add a white candle in the middle. And I've heard that to be lit Christmas Eve for Christ. pu- for purity, oh, purity, purity. Okay. Yeah, right. So I'm so I'm looking at these four or five candles, right? Hope, faith, joy, peace, purity, and something that struck me: there's no love candle in the Advent wreath, hmm. right? And that struck me as pretty significant omission. I mean. For God so loved the world, right? The two greatest commandments, love God, love your neighbor, new commandment, love one another if I've loved you, right? With all the love circulating in the gospels, you would think love would get its own candle. Yeah. But no, right? Hope, faith, joy, peace, purity. Now, there have been some efforts to remedy this, right? You go on the internet, some people insist the second candle for faith is really love, right? Or some people try to change the fourth candle for peace to love. Maybe the Christmas, the new Christmas Eve candle is really love. And I think the real answer rests in the fact that all these people see love in a different Advent candle. And the reason that there isn't a love candle for Advent is that love permeates all of Advent.
2: That's what I would think. Right? Yeah. yeah. Love is at the base of it at all. Exactly. Of,
1: yeah. Right. Every Advent candle is a love candle with love, like you said, Brandon, manifesting itself in a different way. Right. Yeah. So we
2: don't have just one candle say love because it's love is yeah. everywhere. But and I just said this morning, I, I always think of Advent as doing acts of love, like something out of your ordinary routine. Yeah, you know, and I even said to my daughter, I said, "Okay, we're starting today a secret act of love," and then I immediately said, "What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> Just like a mother. <laughs> but but
1: you you think about that that manifestation in, in different way, and and you think the hope candle you, right. You have the Assyrians and the Babylonians and the Greeks and the Romans. They're occupying your country, all your institutions, all your leaders are all corrupt, right? How can you look around yourself and be hopeful, right? In, in, in the time of Christ. It's difficult, right? You, you can't unless you are convinced God loves you, right? To be hopeful, you've got to be convinced God loves you, right? You, you read the Old Testament, Second Candle, Maccabees, even, even the Gospels, right? And they're torturing people who insist on living an obedient Jewish life, right? In, in Maccabees, they're literally force-feeding Jews pork. How can anyone live in that world and be faithful? Mm. And you can't unless you know that you are loved by God, right? You're, you're standing outside in at night in the cold, you know, high 30s, low 40s in Bethlehem. You can't sleep because you're watching sheep, <laughs> (laughs) How are you supposed to be joyful, right? Singing, praising, glorifying God, right? You can't do it unless you know you're loved by God. Where's the peace in our world? Well, there isn't any peace except for the peace that comes from being loved by God, right? It's foundation, right? The foundation of all these candles is God's love. During Advent, we prepare ourselves to greet God with love. How do we do that? by recognizing during this time how loved we are by God, right? First John four, right? First John four, we love because God
0: loved us first.
1: That's right. Mm -hmm. Right. 30 years ago, over 30 years ago, Brenda and I are in Medjugorje and I'm talking to this mom, adult children, son is a drug addict, right? And he's living in her house and it's, a merry-go-round, right? Son's using, he overdoses. He's
0: not there in Medjugorje with her? No,
1: no. Oh, no. He's he's not there there yet, right? But he's using, he ODs, she finds him in the basement, sends him off to recovery, he comes home, gets back on, she finds him back to recovery, on and on, right? You wonder how she does this over and over Mm -hmm. right your child becomes a time bomb in your own home right and the answer is she can do it because she's she's loved she's a mom oh she's a mom she's a mom you guys know that right she's a mom that's what moms do right that's what a mother's love does right second candle bethlehem candle we say Mary is our mother. We say Mary is our mother with no appreciation of what that actually means, right? What it means to Mary, right? Woman gives birth in a cave on a cold night in a strange city. What's the first thing she thinks of after labor, after the birth? Is there anything here to protect my child? to keep my child warm, right? That's where the manger, that's where the swaddling cloths come from, right? They come from a mother's love, a mother's tenacity, a mother's ingenuity. Mm -hmm. I will not let my, I just had a baby, but I'm not going to let my child be cold, right? At the cross, Jesus tells Mary and John, woman, behold your son, behold your mother, right? what's mary do right she tells john call her every sunday right no it's what she does she moves in with him right and i don't care whose house it was before mary moved in once she's moved in it's whose house her it's her house right (laughs) because please that's it's a mom thing right she moves in it's her house. So we're all living in Mary's house. We're all living in our mom's house, just like the mother I met in Medjugorje and just like her son. And just like them, what do we bring home? We bring home our sins. We bring home our addictions. Mm-hmm. Right? We forget I forget. I forget sin is toxic to us yes sin is poison to us right sometimes sometimes we admit that that that's what our sins are sometimes sometimes we don't right even when we do we think we can keep control over them when all the time our sins are relentlessly eating away at us until one day our mother finds us mm. In the basement, right? Proverbial needle in our arm. She doesn't know if we're spiritually alive, spiritually dead. And as Mary calls 911 for us, she cradles us in her arms, right? Think Pieta. Yeah. She holds us as long as it takes. Mm -hmm. She sends us off to rehab. And then one day we come home and we say, mom, I want to try again. And she opens the door and gets back on the merry ground, knowing that at some point she will find us again in the basement, right? And it will start all over again.
0: It's that tenacity. That's that's yeah. what it is. A mother, mm-hmm. and she is the heart of mother, mm-hmm. doesn't ever give up on us when so we give up on ourselves. I mean, you think about confession,
1: right? What's confession? It's starting recovery early, yeah. right? It's That's not right. making our mom find us in the basement, right? Why does the woman, why does Mary do it? Because she loves us, because she's our mother, because we're hers, right? And and it's really, I mean, I I don't know about anybody else, but I know I'm pretty twisted, right? We know in the prodigal son story, we know the quote unquote good brother, the right? one who stays, right? We know the guy is a piece of work, right? If, if we get to the end of that story, right? If we see his true nature, we know that this guy is a piece of work. But I wonder how often that brother thought to himself while his, while his brother was still prodigal, was still gone. My dad is so lucky to have me.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Right? Mm -hmm. Instead of, I'm so lucky I have a dad. Yeah. Right? How often do we think or I know how often I think, which is pretty twisted, you know, they are so lucky to have me, right? And the reality is, I am so lucky mm-hmm. that I have the father that I have. I am so lucky I have the mother, mothers, right, yeah. that I have.
0: And you wonder, um, what does it take to get to that realization, You know, what does it take falling down 50 times, a thousand
2: times? Yeah. I'm just thinking, you know, because I always go back now that I have grandchildren and maybe I didn't do it it with my own kids, but you can't turn it back early enough to just model and teach them about God's love. And every, and, and you know, I think that how much God loves them and how do let's just try to know of God's love and feel God's love now. And it it requires like stopping for a moment and talking about it and emptying yourself to fill yourself up with God's love. Because, you know, we fill ourselves up with pretty much stuff, you know, and it's amazing. You know, I was thinking when we went out, you know, shopping, Advent, the greatest gift you can ever get, it's free. It's just emptying yourself to feel God's love. And it's going to, be the best gift for you and for others if yeah. you can do that. And you know, it's, we always talk about this because it seems
0: like the world, mm-hmm. in quotes, is always keeping us so busy during Advent mm-hmm. doing other things. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I did this year was to make sure I got all that. And it's good to gift your children, right. grandchildren. You just want to do, there's nothing wrong with it. Right. Unless it becomes such a distraction right. that you don't, that you appreciate, miss the whole, advent. Miss the whole yeah. advent, which happens all the time. Right. And right. so, got that done yep. i actually even wrapped the gifts they're in the nice you know, listen to these grandkids you don't know what I'm <laughs> talking about yeah. but you know what I'm saying it's like right. because you, there's that compulsion Absolutely. that the world you know kind of pushes on us Yes, and I'm sure the devil's behind it because there's nothing he'd rather do is than distract us from the true meaning of Christmas let's stop for a break real quick we should okay but everybody stay tuned because we're talking about Advent. we'll be right back We're back with the family show with Brenda and Randy Lee. And we're talking about Advent and the Advent wreath and what the candles all mean and how to prepare ourselves to receive God's love. Take it away, Randy. Well, you
1: know, I mean it's to, to go back to what you and Brenda were just we're just talking about, you know, what does it take to appreciate God's love or, or how do you empty Brenda was talking about it, how do you empty yourselves out. And, you know, it's like if you're getting ready for a big game or you're getting ready for a big test, you take time to prepare. Right. Christmas is like the big love show. And, yeah. and how do we, how do we take time to empty ourselves out and to, and to really prepare to accept that that gift. Right. And it's kind of funny, we, we know we were created, right. This is easy question. We know we were created to know, love and serve God. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you can't get confirmed without at least learning that one. Right. right? So So what's it mean to know God, you know, and lots of good answers. Well, well, I've, I've done Bible in a year, six times, right? So I must know God or, um, I read the catechism outside of Lent. So I must know God, or, or I answered one of the bishops questions at confirmation. I went to Catholic school. I did CCD and, and actually all of those are wrong, Right. What? That is not what it means to know God, right? Knowing God is not knowing information about God, mm-hmm. right? If God is love, then knowing God is knowing you are loved by God, yeah. right? That's what it is. If if God is love, then knowing Believing it and. and which which, yeah, which starts with knowing every right? no know, love serve, right, then the knowing God is knowing you are loved by god right it's it's first John four nineteen all over again, we love because he first loved us, right. right, we know he loves us, and that knowledge frees us to love and serve him, right, so how do I know if God loves me, right, seems important thing to figure out, right are you thankful for that love right Mm -hmm. if you know god loves you you will be thankful for that love right so another candle we need in the advent wreath the thankfulness candle which they forgot we should have a love (laughs) candle we should have a thankfulness candle but again just like with the love candle we don't have a thankfulness candle Because thankfulness is at the foundation of every week of Advent, right? Every week you grow in the realization of God's love. Every week you grow in your thankfulness for that love. And if you do that, then of course you'll experience hope and faith and joy and peace. But if you don't start knowing that love, experiencing that thankfulness, then advent is nothing more than lighting candles mm-hmm. or opening doors that don't go anywhere. Yeah. Right?
0: Or you get a piece of candy when you open a door.
1: Which which goes somewhere, I guess, right? Right? Ten lepers. Great Bible story that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Right? My favorite kind of Bible story, right? So so Luke 17, Jesus is out walking in the middle of nowhere, somewhere between Galilee and Samaria, right? And he comes across 10 lepers. What are the lepers doing out there? Well, that's where you go if you're a leper, right? You stay away from everyone right. because leprosy like right. If if leprosy is this horrible disease, and if you have it, you literally and legally have to stay yes. away from everybody. Right. You have to right? fall out. That's right yeah that's exactly right you have to call out unclean, unclean, unclean right yeah. right if you didn't, you could get for example, forty lashes, mm-hmm. right, so this is serious stuff, right they take this seriously right so so you got these ten lepers they they see Jesus from a distance, right, and they begin to yell out to him mm-hmm. to heal them mm-hmm. now Jesus doesn't immediately heal them, right what he does is he tells them to go show themselves to a priest. Now, remember, at this point, they're not healed. So the journey into civilization that Jesus just sent them on has the potential to get them into a lot of trouble. Yeah, that's right. Right? Right. But off they go anyway to see the priest, to show themselves to the priest. So two things we know about these guys, right? Right. They are faithful and they are obedient,
0: Yeah,
1: right? I mean, they're doing what he told them and they're trusting that if they do what he told them, that good things are going to happen. They're not going to get whipped. They're not going to get stoned, right? Um, if they weren't, they'd still be back talking to Jesus, mm-hmm. asking for a sign. Some, Can you maybe start the healing right. a little bit a little so healing? we know we're not going to get in trouble? <laughs> yeah, Right? But they're not. They're doing exactly what Jesus told them to do. And and in that light, these guys are doing much better than I would ever have done if I was one of the ten, right? That's a good point. Mm-hmm. So so on the way to see the priests, the ten notice they're all healed. They're all like, what do we do now, mm-hmm. right? None of them are, nine of them, nine of them are like the law of Moses says To go show yourself to the priest, right? This Jesus guy even told us to show yourself to the priest, right? Tenth guy who happens to be the Samaritan, right? He says, but I want to go back and thank Jesus. The other nine are like, you do what you want to do, but we're being faithful. We're being obedient, Mm -hmm. right? First Samuel 15. Has the Lord as great delight in sacrifice as in obedience? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. These nine are convinced they are on solid ground. Obedience is the law. Obedience is the king, right? The nine go on. The 10th guy goes back. On the way, he's nuts. He's screaming at top of his lungs. He's not screaming unclean. He's screaming, you know, praising God, praising Jesus. Gets back to Jesus what's he do? He throws himself in the dust and the dirt at Jesus's feet, mm-hmm. right? He's getting all crazy down there in the dirt and the dust thanking Jesus, right? For this guy, thankfulness isn't just something you do. Right? Or something you are, right? His mom doesn't remind him to be thankful, right? Did you send out your thankful note to Jesus yet, yeah, right? <laughs> this guy's thankfulness is palpable. You can feel it, right? You can touch it. So, so Jesus raises the guy out of the dirt, right? Right? And, and Jesus does that first. First thing Jesus does is he, is he, he responds to this guy's thankfulness. And, and then Jesus brings up notices the other nine yeah we're not all 10 cleansed where are the other nine excuse me jesus but they're doing what you told them to do they're being obedient they're being faithful so here's where we learn the nature of thankfulness thankfulness is compelling it's demanding it's self-actuating. It's not that I don't want to obey, right? It's not that I don't want to obey. It's that I need to be thankful first. Mm. You see this, this guy running back to Jesus, shouting, you know, to, to, at the top of his lungs, throwing himself at the feet of Christ? Thankfulness is spontaneous. It's effusive. It's It's generous. Thankfulness is not a matter of etiquette or good manners. Thankfulness is living in response to love. Thankfulness is living in response to love. Thankfulness is not a response to a rule or a command. If it is, it's not thankfulness. We see in the story that thankfulness trumps command, just as love trumps law. Notice in the story, does Jesus love the guy anymore at the end of the story? than he did at the beginning, right? What's the answer? No, no. no. But the guy grows more thankful. Why? Because as the story progresses, he recognizes the depth of that love. To Jesus, I'm really not a leper. I'm God's
2: child. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Right? And I think if you have that mindset of praise and thanksgiving throughout your day, it just, it does. It feeds into God's love. You know of God's love. You know, it's just a whole Mm -hmm. different mindset than waking up and seeing a list of things you have to do or bad stories from the news or what happened to you. But um, that immediate response of praise and thanksgiving, and you do start living, I think, more of a a loving, a love-filled life. I think you're right. We have to look for joy. Look yeah. for opportunities. And when you start we- with praise and thanksgiving, it feeds right into it. Yeah. You just, you know what I mean? You see situations differently and you respond differently. Yes.
1: You you guys, it's exactly right, right? If we're, we, we think, oh, we're not thankful, I should make myself more thankful, mm-hmm. right? If we're not thankful, like the lepers, maybe the problem isn't that we're not thankful. Maybe the problem is that we aren't recognizing God's love for us, right? At the root, at the root of of this thankfulness dynamic is recognizing that's where it starts to know God loves me and everything else comes from there.
2: You know, it's funny, uh, this morning I was, you know, taking down some of my fall stuff so I get (laughs) ready, you know, and I have one um, plaque in my kitchen and it could, it's, I always put it up in the fall because I think of Thanksgiving and it just says thankful and it's yeah. right in my kitchen sizeable. And I thought, you know, I'm going to leave that up yeah. because it's, I must pass it 50 times a day. Mm-hmm. And again, that's where I want to live. I want to live in a thankful spirit. You know, you just inspire me because I just remembered that I have a little box that I keep
0: in my kitchen that I hide all the wires for like, yes. you know what I mean? Yeah. Charging up my phones and that sort of thing. And it said it has leaves on it, so yep. I just bring it out in the fall, and it says, give thanks. Yeah. I'm leaving so that there one out. So is. I'm yeah. leaving mine out, too. Yeah. And
1: you are loved. Right? Yeah. Right. Get your plaque that says, you are loved. Like, the shepherds, they're just like the tenth leper, right? God's love manifests itself in their lives, right? They say, God gave up everything to be with us, so we could know him. And with that recognition, all of the shepherds' earthly responsibilities become secondary. There's no mention in the Bible of them bringing the herd to town, right? The most pressing concern in their life becomes thanking God and loving and serving flows from that thank from that mm-hmm. from so that let's recognition. Do that, everybody, right. we're out of time. This, again. Lent, or, I'm sorry, this Advent, right? Yeah. Help me know your love for, help me know your love for me and grow in thanksgiving to you. Starting Mm -hmm. right
0: now. Starting right now. You can hear our program every Friday at 1230 on AM 720.
1: And keep us in your prayers.
0: For Brendan Reddy Lee, I'm Eleanor Rossman, and we leave you with the beautiful sound of season.